everybody. Sorry it's been so long. I ate a whole dictionary and had uh, the sorest throat that I've ever had in my entire life. Well, welcome to the Daily Devotionals podcast for kids and adults. I am Pastor Colt. Last time, uh, a while back, we were in uh, Mark's Gospel. Uh, We're working our way through that. We were in the first 13 verses of chapter 7. The, the Pharisees were once again on Jesus' Jesus's case, this time because his disciples were eating without washing their hands. You can go back and you can listen to that if you haven't. I think it will be helpful. Let me give you an important principle, and that is if tradition contradicts Scripture, then the tradition must go no matter how much you love it. The fact is, some of our religious traditions are just that. They're traditions, and they have no grounding in the Word of God. Now, Jesus makes it very clear when he rebuked the Pharisees in verse 8. He tells them that they have left the commandment of God for the tradition of men. The fact is, the religious leaders were taking commands that were meant for priests and ceremonial washing and making that a law for everyone so that sometimes they would uh, get up and go wash their hands several times during the course of a meal. It wasn't about cleanliness. Now, washing your hands before you eat is a good principle. Don't let anybody tell you it's not. But these religious leaders were making it a requirement for godly living. In other words, they were saying if one was sinning by not doing these things. And Jesus is pointing out, you're missing the point. I also want you to to notice here the power that the religious leaders had. In reality, what they would do is define what sin was. And then they could, first of all, highlight their own holiness their own obedience to their own uh, laws, which were traditions or laws around the laws, which, and then secondly, they could call out others. And in doing this, they would make themselves look better. By calling out Jesus' disciples for not washing their hands, they were in essence calling out Jesus as one who didn't care about holiness. How could this be the Messiah, they would say? He doesn't even care if if his disciples follow the the rules, the the laws. They wanted the people to see their holiness. And they wanted the people to see it compared to Jesus' lack of holiness. But that is just it. Holiness isn't living up to somebody else's standard of godliness. It is the scriptures that define what God desires of his creatures. This is why we say, if tradition and scripture bump into one another, if they clash, then scripture has to come out on top. After this little hoo-ha with the Pharisees, we read that Jesus called the people uh, once again to listen to him, to, to hear him. And he says, hear me, all of you, and understand there's nothing outside of a person that by going into him can defile him. But the things that come out of a person are what defile him. Now, do you, do you understand what Jesus is saying? I mean, this is this is a parable. It's an illustration. He's talking about uh, sin and where sin comes from, and he's illustrating it by using food as an example. So then Jesus leaves the crowd, and he goes into a house. And when he does this, the disciples come to him, and they ask him to explain the parable. Here's how Jesus explains it. He said, 
don't you understand that whatever goes into a person from the outside food cannot defile a person since it doesn't enter his heart, but it enters his stomach and then it comes out. Well, that's kind of gross, but you know what he, he means there. It's a fact of life. When you eat something, it goes through your stomach, it goes into your digestive system, and then it comes out of you. So now Mark adds a little note here, and he says, what Jesus is doing here is declaring all foods to be clean. In other words, it was okay to eat pork, for instance. The reason is, is that isn't where sin comes from. You are not going to hell because of the food you eat. So where does sin come from? Well, Jesus says very clearly here that it comes out of a person. That's what defiles him. The, the Pharisees could control the, the outside, at least somewhat. It, it was outwardly, but what they couldn't tame was the human heart. The fact is, the heart is wicked. The, the prophet Jeremiah said it this way, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? Jesus goes on here to say that it is from the heart, from the, the inside, that evil thoughts come. Sexual morality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, uh, deceit, slander, pride, foolishness, all of these things come from within. And this brings up an important question. What is the heart? The heart of a person is what makes you, you. It's you at the core. Now, today we hear a lot of people talk about the heart. We hear it still. You might hear somebody say, I love you with all of my heart. Of course, what they're saying when they say that is, I love you with everything that I am. That I love you with everything that I am at the core of my, my being, of what makes me, me. I love you. Now, that's a really sweet thing to say until you start thinking about Jeremiah 79 and start thinking about how deceitful and wicked the heart really is. Now, another saying that we often hear today is follow your heart. If somebody's making a decision or trying to decide something, some advice, common advice, even from Christians we get today is, you know, follow your heart. Follow uh, deep inside you. What makes you, you? Some people even call it the, the soul or, you know, just what makes you, you? Follow that. It isn't really good advice because the, the heart, what makes you, you, is, is actually where evil comes from. Jesus says things like theft, pride, lying, murder, all of these things come from the heart. I don't think that's what we want to follow. I think we want to follow the, the Lord and, and scripture as our guide. Now, this leads to another important question, and, and we need to take time to answer it briefly. And that is, why is the heart so wicked? Or to say this another way, why does Jesus here so clearly say that sin comes from the heart of a person? The answer is what we'll call original sin. Now, when I when we say original sin, we are speaking of the effects of the original sin, right? The first sin is Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. When they ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the, the one tree that was forbidden for them to eat from, God told them, if you obey this, if you don't eat from this tree, you will live. But on the flip side, if you are disobedient and you eat from it, you will surely die. When Adam and Eve ate from this tree that they were forbidden to eat from, they deserved to die. But 
the Lord and his, his mercy. He uh, killed animals and, and made clothing for them since they realized that now they were, they were naked and they were ashamed. It was an act of mercy. They didn't die physically, but spiritually they died and they were removed from the, the Garden of Eden and God's presence. But not only did Adam and Eve die spiritually, we, we call this the fall, by the way. When Adam and Eve sinned, this was the, the fall. And an original sin is the effect of the fall on humankind. Because every human being after Adam, except for Jesus Christ, was born a corrupt. Not only does every human being have the, the propensity and the desire to, to sin because of Adam, but we are all dead in our trespasses and sins. Adam was our representative. And, and as we read in the Bible, in, in Romans 5.12, that, that sin came into the world through one man, and therefore death came to all people, and therefore all people are sinners. The fact is, each of us has a corrupt and deceitful heart. Sin comes from our heart. The heart is wicked. So Jesus's words here really seem to leave one without hope. I, I want you to recognize this and, and see this. What hope does one have if sin condemns, if the wages of sin is death, and if the wages of sin is an eternity apart from God, if it's hell, and the origin of our sin is within our own heart. Do, do you see the, the problem here? The, the Pharisees, they could control this. If, if sin was from outward things that you put in, they could control it. But Jesus here is, is saying sin is, is more serious than you think. Sin uh, comes from within you, you. It's your own nature. It's part of you. Every aspect of your being is, is touched by sin, and the situation is therefore hopeless. This is why Jesus is, is so important, because we could never save ourselves. We could never uh, take control over our own sinfulness. No matter how hard we try, we still recognize there's like this, this spring within us that, that is, it is corrupt and it's evil and it's where all these things come from. We can't save ourselves. We need somebody to save us from ourselves. And this is the person of, of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the, the perfect sacrifice for sinners. And we're going to continue to talk about this in, in more of our times together. So join us next time for more of the, the daily devotionals for uh, kids and adults. My name is Colt Robinson. I'm the pastor of Bethel Church in Yale, South Dakota. You can find us online at BethelMBChurch.org. You can find this podcast on the web at DailyDevosForKids.com or wherever you like to get your podcasts. If you have questions or comments, a joke idea, don't hesitate to have an adult help you reach out to me on the website. You can use the message feature in the episode description. Adults, if you like this podcast, please share it and give us a good rating um, in a social media app and uh, on social media and it will help others find it if you do that in your podcast app. So thank you for listening and I will see you next time.